G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Let's get underway. Finals football in Brisbane. Centrefield the Wallace. And another bomb out towards Vanamese. Says, oh no, not again. And he's dropped it. And he's dropped it. The big beast. And Vanavay loses the ball. Of all the nights, he had to have a night Our like this. Fantastic memories put together by our producer Ben Francis of a fabulous season for the Warriors in 2011, ultimately falling oh so close to winning the Holy Grail in the Rugby League Club competition that is the NRL, losing to the Manly Seagulls in the grand final. It was a period of great consistency for the Warriors. I think four out of five years in a row, they made the playoffs and the true heights set in 2011, their best year. But uh, ultimately, um, it uh, saw some key members uh, move on out. And uh, maybe you could argue some um, you know, longer-term stability with the club uh, with them. Uh, we are going to reminisce about this year, this year, 2011, from a Warriors perspective, and hopefully learn what it takes uh, to get through to a grand final with the NRL players having kicked off. It's all part of the Saturday Session Legends segment in association with Somerset, and we are delighted to welcome into the program uh, Lewis Brown, a key member of the Warriors in 2011. Lewis, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, boys. Um, certainly brought a few goosebumps here and all that uh, that um, noise, um, you know, that, that kind of montage of the 2011 finals. Um, feels like a lifetime ago, to be honest. But um, Does it? to be back this time, of, this time of year, September, is always a 
sort of my favourite time of the year. You know, it's when it's finals footy starts warming up here in Australia and New Zealand, and um, it's when the the quality football sort of sort of, sort of starts coming out. Yeah, and I tried to say this to Grant earlier in the show. I, I, I love playoff footy because single elimination games are often the the way, and, and there's something. There's something so special about that, Lewis, when, when your season is on the line. You know, if it's round four of the regular season, you know you've got a lot of runway to, to get things right. But that, that um, you know, elimination element just brings a whole new dimension to any game, doesn't it? Yeah, it just brings that final aspect, you know, like whether it's, um, you know, week two, uh, week three, week four. Some teams don't even make it to the final, so they never really, sometimes they never get to feel that elimination feeling, you know, where the pressure's on. Um, so, um you know, for us, um, that week, that week in 2011, uh, sorry, that that month in 2011 of, of travelling in finals. You know, first done off against the Broncos and the Tigers and Melbourne, and then I think um, you know we probably run run out a bit of a bit, bit of steam against Manly. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of people probably say we played our grand final the week before against Melbourne, uh, which nobody absolutely gave us an absolute chance of winning. Um, you know, to sort of hear those words that we were going to meet man, Manly in the final, in the grand final, was something that, you know, I'd, I, the dream dream for me had come true. And, um, you know, for, for me, you know, the year before 2010 was my first taste of finals footy. So, you know, to go back to the finals the following year and, and to, go, to go to a grand final was something that I'll always cherish. And it was probably, you know, not many people probably know it, but it was probably New Zealand, one of New Zealand rugby league's biggest days in, in, in rugby league history um, in terms of, you know, putting putting grassroots rugby league on, on, on the board. You know, we had um, the under-20s, the reserve grade, which were known as the Balkan Balkans right. back then. And then we also had um, the Warriors. But uh, like watered-down Raro boys, um, unfortunately, <laughs> we were the Raro and the All Blacks were the water. They had the 2011 World Cup going on in Auckland as well. So we were like bad-tasting Raro then. <laughs> you know, you can't get the combination wrong. Can't have too much water in the Raro. Well, I'll tell you what, no, Lewis. You, you know what? You know what's not bad taste is um, uh, your clothing line. I mean, I'm going to give you a shameless plug here, but oh, the, he's the Earl's, he's the Earl's collection. I I wear it every Saturday. Sesh keeps me it nice does. and warm. This is not a word of in a lie, Wellington. Lewis. Got it on today, oh. so thank you for that. Nah, thanks, mate. Like I said, going like it's. Um... It's like anything, really. Kind of, I use a lot of a lot of skills from um, rugby league and team environments to try and implement into my business. Um, you know, it's just for me um, to be able to run a business. Um, I'm probably, you know, teaching myself skills, um, learning more about myself. Uh, you know, I spoke to someone the other day about retirement. Um, you know, I've only been retired, and only coming up four years now, and mm. it's um, it's it's weird. You know yourself, Grant. Like you know, been a been a uh, you know, professional athletes and having to let it go. Um, it's very weird. Still trying to find my, my, my um, myself. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, just trying to find, you know, that, that competitive edge and that, and that kind, of, kind of industry. So that's why I've got back into running and playing a bit of touch, just trying to find that competitive sport back while I'm still doing clothing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Daniel McCarty actually reckons that your range makes me look like a rugby league player. It really adds a couple of kilos to me. <laughs> but we want to talk oh. about the build-up to that year that uh, when you, you made uh, playoffs and, and actually won it. Um, it's a really interesting regular season if you actually think about it. You're in the running to make the top four for a long period of time. And I think, what, do you, do you, is there a sense of disappointment you only finished sixth on the ladder? Yeah, well, there was there was quite a bit of stuff that went down that year. Like, um, 
Yeah. Early whispers in the the year where um, Ivan was going to leave. And then we went on, like, I think it was close to, like, an eight or nine-game winning streak. Um, We we were beating teams. Um, And then, yeah, you're right. We we ended up finishing, um, I think it was sixth. um, And then we got sent up to... um, we got sent up to the Suncorp. I think it was a Friday night game, actually against. Um, it was against the, the the Broncos, and they absolutely demolished us. It was the old system, where it was one versus eight, two versus seven. It wasn't the system that they currently have at the moment. It was the older one. So back in the day, it was um, one versus eight, two versus seven, three six, and then four plays five. You see, so and then the the two lowest losers they get. They get eliminated, you see. So you, you, if you're if you're sixth position, and and seven and eight win, well, you, you and five, if if you both lose, you or you and you and four, if you lose, you you're, you're both out, you see. So it was a different situation. Um, we absolutely got pumped by forty points um, by the Broncos, and you know we were we were luckily enough to you know to, to catch a berth again, and um, we were running, we we're going next week again at the old Sydney uh, football stadium against. Um, what would I call back then in that 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 era a red hot uh, West Tigers team that I probably thought underachieved in that era? Um, you know they had Benji, they had Robbie, they had uh, that's when they were playing. You know they were in their prime, and um, you know we were down 18 nil after 16 minutes, and then you know fortunately enough um, we come back on the buzzer and and and, and won that. Um, and then it was sort of back to Auckland. Um, you know I think a lot of us were just you know, really um, excited, coming to grips, um, you know, hearing the outside noise, um, we, you know, you, you, you find your years over, it's going to be a manly Melbourne final. Um, but we've been there many before. Uh, Ivan had taken on that, had taken us on that mission many a time um, down to Melbourne and, and spoiled the party. Uh, don't worry, Bill, we've been there a few times and got our pants pulled down. But, um, you know, this time, um, I don't know, something different about the week. We just, um, we all relaxed and, you know, we're quite tight. We're quite a tight knit bunch back then because we travelled a lot. We used to. This was this was this was time. This was back when you know playstations weren't weren't huge. You know, social media wasn't big, so there was a lot of coffee clubs, and you know, we'd all go out and have coffees together. So it was a different kind of kind of bonding back then. Um, and you know, there wasn't much Instagram. There wasn't much Twitter. You know, so um, you get to know each other on a more personal level when it you know right. become more of a bunch of bunch of blokes. So you get to know each other more personally, I guess. And to be honest with you, that's um, to, uh, out of my whole career in my life, I think that's probably the the most perfect game of rugby league I've ever been on a side that a that a team's played. And I'm and I'm meaning I'm not meaning it in the way where we touched everything to return to goal, which we scored every try, but we did everything we could, um, and and we're given it was given a game plan that I've seen never seen a team stick to. As much as this one, we just stuck to everything. Um, Ivan said that before for the game, you know, you'll you know you'll start knowing we're in it when when their superstars make mistakes. And you know, to be honest with you, when you played Melbourne, they never <laughs> made mistakes. Cameron Smith, Cameron uh, Cooper Cronk, Slater never made mistakes. You know, come the 60th minute, Cooper Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith are kicking out in the fall, so we could feel that stuff coming. And then, you know, the rest is history. And then yeah, no, we we get to we come back to New Zealand and 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 to be honest with you, that next week uh, to the grand final was an absolute blur. It's a long week. It's um, you know flying over from New Zealand, um, sorting out tickets, the logistical side of it. To be honest with you, boys, that was probably the more full-on side of it than than actually having to play the game. Um, what people want to get a piece of you, people. 
Oi, yeah, Lewis, get me something. To, we're trying to get your family over from New Zealand, obviously. Um, the Warriors at the time said that they would they'd fly families over, um, getting tickets. Um, you know, you've got grand final luncheons. You've got people that want to, you know, catch up. You've got to go do promos. And, and, and you know, we're, you, you know you're, you're half the boys in our team were, um, you know, Pacific Islander boys, and they love sleeping. So, you know, half the time they were all sleeping, sleeping, playing cards and that. So, you know, you, 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 you know, by that time of that time of the year, your, your training is very, very minute. You kind of want to you know, fine tune a few things. We did a few good sessions at the old Sydney Football Stadium, and then it was into it the big one. Well, we'll break down the grand final shortly, but you know, listening back to you, you reminiscing about the path through the grand final, particularly that game against uh, the Storm, it sounds like togetherness. Uh, huge, a very well-moulded team. Um, you know, capable players on the park, delivering what the coaches wanted. Um, and, and I, I think that's reflected in the stability during what the four or five years um, leading up to 2011, when uh, I think the club made the pass four um, out of five years. I think they've only made the pass maybe one year since, if, if I'm not mistaken. Ivan Clare, a huge part of that. Um, the noises turn into shouting, doesn't it? it, it it's it, what halfway through the year, you find out he is leaving. Wasn't wasn't it after the year? Maybe you can confirm. But you know, did that galvanise the team? Was it a distraction? You know, can you just drill down a little bit deeper on that front? Yeah, I, I think it was a. Uh, it was a. It was. I think. I think a lot. I think a lot of people just sort of scratch their head. You know, you you've got someone over in. You know, we're, we're based in Auckland at the time, and you know, you were you were you got someone over in Australia that you know at the time, or probably still is in this time, is probably the most powerful man in rugby league, offering your coach. Um, you know, anywhere from a three-year to a four-year deal to um, real rebuild a club. Um, you know, that, and we're talking about Gus Gilter. You know, so for me, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, you know, at the time, like, you know, that here's someone out there doing their homework for you. You know, there's, there's this there's this there's this most powerful man over there that knows everything about rugby league. He wants your your coach that you've got over in New Zealand to a four-year, five-year to re- rebuild his club. Um, you know, and he's the man for the job. Like, w- w- isn't that doing someone doing the homework for you? Especially when you're <laughs> you're coming into rugby, yeah. coming into rugby league, rugby league, and and you're uneducated on the rugby league side of it. So, you know, for me, I was just scratching my head a little bit. I was like, why why would we let this guy go? Um, you know, I may be fav- favoritism like the favoritism towards him because he he, he always brought the best out of me. Uh, but but I did scratch my head and and. And you know, I even scratched my head even more. You know, come, um, you know, come, coming, um, you know, to to the day after the grand final. Um, you know, not having him around anymore. Um, you know, finally got us to a a prestige, uh, I guess, uh, position in the NRL within you know Australia within New Zealand. Um, you know, there were kids, there were kids in Australia that year picking up the rugby league ball and wanted to be Kevin Lock, wanted to be Sean Johnson, wanted to be, yeah. um, you know players like that, you know, and um, it, it was a real golden area of, of rugby league. Um, and you know, I remember the Kiwis were going great as well. And um, I don't know, it just felt like it was flipped. It was flipped over uh, over a silly decision to let to let Ivan go. And I think, um, you know, um, it's it's not um, it's not science to put it together that you know he is the biggest loss of the Warriors since um, since that since that time. Ah, and the numbers speak for themselves, Lewis. Lewis, uh, well, yeah, going you, into you the... know, for, for me, oh sorry, for on. me, I look at I look at look, look at their team now, 
and you know, someone that holds the middle together really well. And um, you know, Isaiah, Yo, um, you know, Ivan, Ivan picked him out of a reserve grade game. He was playing off the bench one day, and um, you know, he's like, I can see a lot of this kid. Oh, he, he reminds me a lot of Simon Mannering, and he, that's it was that words he said to me. And you know, like you know, Isaiah's probably got a lot more, bit more ball playing skills in him, but he he is a carbon copy of, of Simon Mannering. Um, I played with both of them. And that's the type of player that Ivan can pick up. And, um, you know, Isaiah sort of come from nowhere, come from the bush. And, you know, Ivan just has a knack of finding these right leaders in his team that he he knows how to get that message to them to be able to lead that team, to be able to buy into that culture. And, um, you yeah, know, he's certainly done that with, you know, in my time it was with Michael Luck and it was with Simon Mannering. And, you know, you know that now at this time, you know, they've got obviously Isaiah Yo and then, you know, players like James Fisher-Harris and then also Nathan. I know Grant wants to ask you about the build-up to the grand final. Um, I, I've got to ask about the, Christ, the Christian Anu try, the freakish try. Where were you? Did you think it was a try? What, what was going through your mind in the blur that ultimately got you through? Well, I had lunch with Tim Moulton yesterday, and he's the one that dropped the ball. So he reckons that um, <laughs> it was a no try. <clears throat> All I remember is, um, is, is it being a, being a try. I, I didn't really know... Actually, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't know the rule at the time. I had no idea what the rule was. So um, I was just, like, kind of guessing. Um, but to be honest with you, when the final whistle happened, I went to go jump up, and I got cramp in both of my calf muscles. So um, I, was on, I, was on, I was on the ground, and everyone else was, like, cutting. So no one worried about me. But it was just one of those it was just one of those games where you just, you, once again, you were just like, well, how did we win that? We were, we were absolutely toast at 16-0. Benji was playing great footy. Uh, Robbie Farrow, you know, they had Taneo Tuaki back then, Keith Galloway, they had a great team, they had a star team, yeah. they had a, you know, for, for a period of five years there, um, you know, they, they were probably one of the teams that underachieved during that period. Yeah. Lewis, I, I want to know, um, I'm always fascinated about the build-up, I mean, you spoke about the team and how close they were, and, you know, it, you guys sounded like a true team in terms of the relationships you had with each other. But in a build-up to a game, the most consistent or the, the best teams I've played in have been consistent with their build-up. Was there anything that you did that was kind of, I guess, you know, have a guest speaker in to motivate the lads? Or was there anything that was maybe a catalyst going into that grand final that you did differently? Or was it just the same yeah. uh, build-up as you always had prior to, to the grand final? Yeah, I think, Grant, um, I think, you know, that when I, when, when you kind of talk about it like that, um, I, I kind of look back and and out of all the games that probably I had played in um, since I'd come into the NRL, that was my third season. Oh, sorry, no, that was my... Sorry, that was my um, fifth season. That was probably the most... Um, the, the game with the most logistical stuff, like I said, during that week. So, you know, we flew back after, after Melbourne. We flew back on the Sunday. We were back to Aussie on Tuesday. Um, and we yeah. were grand final lunch. We were um, we had to go down to Circular mm. Key. So um, it wasn't it wasn't the same to be honest with you. There was a lot of side um, there was a lot of side um, distractions going on. I remember um, I think um, Ivan got an Owen Gutenberg or Logan uh, Swan. Um, I think it was Owen um, come in and just said, "Listen, boys, um, you know." I'm going to tell you this, it's probably going to go in one ear and out the other, but you're not going to remember much of this week. And quite frankly, it wasn't a consistent week. It wasn't It wasn't what we had for that, you know, that the rest of that, that earlier on in that month. It was, it was quite 
full on. Like you're actually having to be, um, you know, uh, um, a promotional porn at the same time as, as, as trying to get yeah. yourself in the best, you know, physical shape and the best mental shape for the biggest game of your life on, on the first Sunday in October. Last one from me, Lewis. Any regrets about the grand final itself? Uh, obviously the result, but how the team played, you, you spotted them a big advantage, didn't you? I think the 12-2 up at the break. They, you probably had one of those chats, we need to score first coming out of the break. They ultimately do. Credit your side, you you know, you score two tries to, I, I guess, give yourself a sniff. But I, I think that the month of footy probably caught up with you. Any regrets overall about the game, the grand final? Just probably, um, probably, just just realizing what we had and, 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 and that we did have that game and we were we did have the team to beat them. I think you know in that in the era, if you look across the stretch of like either one or two sides either side of 2011 we, we, we really struggled against Manly um, we never really got any runs on the board against them I think I only beat them once in, in my time at the Warriors and um, I remember in the first half uh, Glenn Stewart um, kicked out of his own like out of his own 22 and, he, and, and landed um, and flush and they got a run away and we ended up catching them and they scored and I just thought I just scratched my head and I thought bloody hell we're playing a grand final and he's doing this kind of stuff and I just think for them that they played so many big games. They were so relaxed um, in their approach. They they knew what finals footy what what it was. And finals footy is what it is. But grand final day is is like you said earlier. It is elimination. You you, you, don't, you, you It's kind of all over after that. And I just think you know um, we just kind of hummed along and kind of let them throw the throw the first punch. Um, if you re- rewind the footy, I won't I won't go back on the footage. There's probably in today's game we would we probably would have been playing against twelve. Um, I don't know if you mean the big Joe, George Roge elbowed Aaron Hiramaya right in the face. That would have been he would have yeah after twenty odd minutes. Game. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that Maloney Maloney kicks a penalty. It was only a penalty. Yeah, yeah, it would have changed the game. But you know, at the end of the day, they were the better. At the end of the day, better team. They were the best team the whole year. Like they were, like that they were a force yeah. to reckon with. And and any time you played Manly that that around that era, like you you knew you're in for a big game, and and you knew you're in for a tough game. You know, no matter where it was, whether it was that Brookie, um, you know, back in there in ANZ Stadium or at Mount Smart, they were, they were a great side. And you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to play uh, play with some of those players later on in my career: Jamie Lyon, um, Steve Matai, um, you know, um, you know, Kieran Foran, you know, um, Daddy Cherry Evans. So, you know, they they well deserved uh, deserved winners that weekend. Um, but yeah, do regret not getting back there again. The closest I came again was 2011, uh, 14. Sorry, was with the Panthers in the preliminary final. Um, but yeah, that's probably one of my biggest regrets: never winning the grand final. Um, it's something that I have to live with and. From now on, it's um, you know, it's been my favourite uh, time of year. The first, the first Sunday in Octo- uh, October is either my birthday or on the third, or it's grandfather's day. So it's always been a it's been a special day, a uh, special day of mine. So I'll, I'll continue to hopefully watch the Panthers take it out for the rest of this year. Oh, Lewis, I can hear the passion in your voice, and we appreciate you coming on the show. You are a friend of SCNZ. It's not the first time you've been on the show. Um, one thing I have to ask is I do it's developed into maybe a bit of a fetish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, obsession is, yeah, it is a bit of an obsession, is nicknames. I really hate useless nicknames, but yours Brownie is, Yeah, we had someone <laughs> on the show the other day who was called The Undertaker. Cuddles and I, yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Yours is Sharky. Can you give us is this yeah. one of these nicknames you can't oh, you, was... you can't explain? 
Yeah, can't explain. But then I was given one when I first moved to um, moved to um, Auckland. It was called Snatch. I actually um, moved to Auckland. and I was up at um, Royal Oak um, Packet Tape, and I saw a guy grab a lady's bag out of um, out of uh, her, her um, car, and I actually gave chase. And I'd just come back from a broken foot, and I, I got the bag back actually. So. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> oh, oh, what was it? What, it's paint the picture, mate. One, was it? Yeah. Was it? A, it was a great try for saving tackle, a purse saving tackle. Did you, <laughs> did you jump over the shoulders from behind? What technique did you oh, run around a different aisle, no, get in just, front, and just go with the traditional sinking at the knee tackle tackle style? No, nah, just 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 did just did just did what any ordinary human would do, boys, and uh, got the purse back, and the lady thanked me, and um, yeah, next thing you knew, I was in the Herald. So it was a great way to start my. Uh, <laughs> My, my full-time footy career in Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, you're, but, you're an utter gentleman, uh, not only for that, but uh, I, I think the proof's been in the pudding over your career, mate, and uh, long may success uh, in your post-footy career continue. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, reminiscing, um, and, and enjoy the remainder of the NRL season finals. Footy is special. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Snatch. Thanks, Thanks boys. Appreciate <laughs> you, Zay. Cheers. <laughs> my pleasure. My <laughs> pleasure. Snatch, Sharky, Lewis Brown, as you knew him. Part of the Warriors side, they made the grand final in 2011, uh, ending a golden era. 2011, uh, the Warriors uh, certainly um, after that grand final.